one. Disclaimer, this podcast was written with the intention to create entertainment. In no way do the creator's opinions reflect on those of their employers or any other affiliations. Some characters' names may be changed to protect their identity. Warning, this podcast contains some conversations, may tell stories of graphics, depictions, visuals, or traumatizing events not fit for all listeners. Viewer discretion is advised. All right, now we're good and we're back. Yeah, welcome it's back. recording now. Stories behind the mask. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Jesse. Real quick run over. Steve Booked is here. If he wants to reintroduce himself again, it's not fucked Corey's up this really, time. really, really cool. And right. Forgot to hit. Go board. ahead. <laughs> All right, so I'm Steve Booked. Um, Deja vu. Yeah. So, if you guys don't know me, I am a firefighter paramedic with Scott Township Fire and EMS. Uh, we cover the northern portion of Vanderbilt County. Um, I hold the rank of lieutenant on injury one there. Um, yeah, I've been in uh, fire and EMS for about 22 years now. Yeah. Um, I'm also a volunteer firefighter for Jasper. Um, it's where I live. So. It's where I got called a bunch of racist. And what got you in EMS? So what got me into fire and EMS? Uh, my father. Um, so my dad actually just recently retired. He did 40 years in the volunteer fire service. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So. Did he hold any positions over there? No. No, never just wanted straight. to. Just straight firefighter for I, I don't 40 years. Him. Of uh, types of volunteer, career or volunteer, or career or volunteer firefighters, like there's a percentage. So Indiana sits at about 72.7% volunteer firefighters in the state, which is pretty neat. Um, and so for like career, we're sitting at 95 which is pretty high in comparison to a lot of other states, like rural states, like Alabama sitting at 8, Arkansas sitting at 4.4 for career. Mm. So being career is, you know, we're a little bit higher here in Indiana than I think a lot of well, other states. Well, that's a lot of rural area out there. Can't Indiana's really, a lot of rural area, though. Yeah, can't find funding for a full-time department out in those areas. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean... They have, uh, they have a lot, though a lot of those states have the mostly volunteer where they have mm. day shift fire. Um, so like Alabama sitting at like 8.9 on the mostly volunteer well, side. Well, isn't some of Jasper, aren't they some of them full-time? No. Don't so you Jasper's have a, 100% volunteer. Oh, I thought you had oh. a couple full-timers. No. Uh, oh, okay. Um, so now down in Vanderburg County, like German Township, they have day shift crews. McCutcheonville um, is, you know, a little bit Oh, yeah. Of, so they they're have, kind of a little yeah. bit of accommodation. Yeah, but so like the other states that are sitting pretty similar to us, like in our volunteer percentage, would be Kentucky, obviously, and then Kansas. So Kentucky's sitting at 75% volunteer and about 14.5% mostly volunteer, but 5.9% career. So you, you kind of have it. It's a little, there's a good mix across the board. So, you know, we're speaking more from the Indiana side than from, you right. know, as, a, as the nation as a whole. Um, Steve is pretty neat, and he happens to do both, which a lot of us don't want to sit neat. there <laughs> and do our job and then turn around and do our job for no money. Um, that's, that's a lot of people will sit there and go, why would you turn around and volunteer something that you could just get paid for? Or you're lucky enough to where they do pay you. So... Like Jasper, I mean, you get yeah, we get paid by the run at yeah. Jasper's, and we, we do. And we do Jasper's weird. a little weird too because we also have a retirement. Yeah, so I actually oh. have a four hundred one k through Jasper as well. Interesting. Yeah, um, but so would you still do it without the pay? Absolutely, I did it at Hayesville for many years without the pay. Okay. Yeah. So, why do you still do volunteer even though you're paid? Because I got into this initially to help my community. Absolutely. And so yeah, that that 
that has never gone away. So yep. that want to help, you know, my neighbor right. is still there. That's great. Well, That's there used to be a person that worked at AMR that said, uh, even if they weren't paid, they would come in. Really? I'm like, fuck that shit. I can tell you, <laughs> working at AMR part-time, I'm not going there for free. <laughs> oh, so uh, the other side of it is, is that, so for everybody listening, all of us at this table, all of us work in EMS um, and all of us either volunteer or work in fire in some some fashion. So Jose yeah. and I are both volunteer on Ohio Township. Jose is actually a medical officer. And then Corey over here is a fancy little fire chief. <laughs> uh, but all of us, I'm we all work up. for... Uh, what would you say? I'm glad to give that up. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, our department's going uh, partially. It's going paid and then we'll be mostly mostly volunteers still right yeah yeah so we'll be sitting in that mostly volunteer spot going from volunteer to mostly volunteer with paid paid You're people good. just keep talking we'll, we'll have to uh, for ohio township because unfortunately our contract ends with the volunteer side of it in december uh december 31st january we'll have to be filling out all new applications and basically apply to be a volunteer with the department mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll take us all back on, but there's a few volunteers I'm pretty sure are not going to be back on. Probably not. So, yeah. I think there's a fear of people showing there up and That's then better. <laughs> being uh, perpetuated as like less than for some reason or not being respected for the things that they've done in the past. And that yep. probably is a lot of the problem that they are foreseeing with, you know, going into that right. mostly volunteer where you've got the paid guys that are there. Um, I think they forget that, like, still, majority of our manpower is still going to be volunteer. Like, there's not three dudes running into fire. and They can run the whole scene, but I don't know if you've seen some of the houses in Ohio, but uh, or Ohio Township, but they're not exactly small. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a whole entire hospital in our, in our little area, and it's huge. So you're not running a no. fire with three dudes in... And that's such a huge growing area. Yeah, like, seriously, yeah. no joke. Constantly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jago Homes is out there just blowing stuff up in Ohio. It's like not even funny. Those are cheap homes. They are cheap houses. Yeah. The, yeah. They'll go up quick. Yeah, yep. they do. Uh, talk about, you know. What Bring a broom and a dustpan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know, I mean, we're lucky enough to have, you know, mutual aid and stuff like that. But uh, I think that's where auto aid, like I was talking to him earlier, needs to be implemented. You know, if a department falls under a certain amount of... The, the problem is our auto aid, our mutual aid, is actually a department just to the south of us, the south of Ohio Township, uh, in a little city there on the riverfront. And um, one, their trucks don't roll unless they have a officer in the seat. So with the truck can be fully staffed, they won't leave the house until an officer shows up. And then two, they have a tendency of oh, okay. well, burning down just about everything they show up to. <laughs> so unfortunately... <laughs> They're not, they're not bad people, okay? No. They're really not. No. They're and, not bad guys. And we show but, up on some of Ohio's mutual aid as well with Scott, but we yeah. are such a long response away that... Yeah. Yes. I believe is McC- McCutcheonville is too, correct? Uh, they were at one point. They were, okay. I'm, I'm not sure if they still are not not having... I'm not on that part anymore, so I don't know. I so. know that um, I was talking with one of Ohio's lieutenants, and I guess when we had that giant warehouse fire, McCutcheonville was down there rendering mutual aid to EFD. And they yeah. had taken a medical run up there. And so Ohio Township's protocols are not allowed to take refusals. But McCutcheonville yeah. is. 
Yeah. So huh. Ohio's thought process is, is, you know, from our standard, we have to sit there and wait for the ambulance to get there to come take a refusal because we cannot. Yeah. And so when the ambulance got there, um, like this lieutenant was told, hey, you know, they, I don't want an ambulance. So when he turned around and told the EMS crew, like, they said they, they, they don't want an ambulance. They don't want to go anywhere. And the ambulance people just got back in the truck and drove off. And he was like, that was the weirdest thing ever. And I was like, yeah, we, we don't. We're, if you, you tell us that they don't time. want an ambulance, I'm not <laughs> writing a refusal because <laughs> they don't want an ambulance. Yeah. So yeah. there's a it's 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 interesting kind of like with the mutual aid yeah, aspect because like you don't know each other's protocols or anything like that. We had an accident last last week over there on Pearl Drive, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, Perry, yeah. Perry Township. Yeah. And uh, well, I Perry's guess it was not just, allowed to take refusals. I guess either. it was just right over the line because EFD came. You okay. Know, the okay. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. this weird, yeah. But I got out, and there's like six of them. It's like, you all right? You all right? Yep. And then we just got in and left. Yeah. Canceled by fire. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not. McCutcheon, or we used to, um, we used to take, refu- we used to, uh, what do you call it, not take refusals, because my theory was, if you're going to court, you might as well go to court with friends. Uh, it involved an ambulance crew <laughs> and a paramedic and oh God, you know, a little higher level of care there. But then, thinking about it, um, we started having to wait, had some significant waits for the ambulance. One of them was 40 minutes uh, with the person that refused. Uh, so at that point, uh, I got with Dr. Cannon. We went ahead and worked on a refusal protocol and uh, got a pretty robust refusal protocol in that protects our liability. And uh, we started uh, talking to the ambulance service and we so started doing refusals. Perry has it in their protocol where they are allowed to take refusals. But their medical officer refuses to let them use that. Oh, so that's I got in trouble for rolling on an MVC. The firefighter's coming up and telling me, hey, she doesn't want an ambulance. She's walking around talking. She's fine. I got back in the truck and I left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because at that point, I'm not even supposed to lay eyes on them. Canceled by fire. Yeah. And so I left and they called and they reported me and said, hey, she didn't get a refusal. No, I didn't. Well, I had to write an IR because yeah. I... What I was taught was if if fire comes up and tells me they don't want an ambulance, you just canceled me while I came on scene. Correct. Yeah. You just told yeah. me canceled by fire. Yeah. Oh nope, they don't want an ambulance. Okay, cool. I get back in the truck and I cancel you by yeah. I cancel me by fire yeah. mm. because otherwise, I mean, if you if did not, the right then I, I I if I put eyes on that patient, the patient, I have I have the duty right. Okay, so I'm I'm called to duty if I lay eyes on the patient intentionally. Then they're technically supposed to go into my care. Don't make at eye contact. And it's got see, it's got that's totally different because we do both. I was so going to say, I, I was going to ask, what, what's how is how are things at Scott with them combined? So since we, so if you guys don't know, so at Scott we we run fire and EMS both. So every house has an ambulance and an engine, mm-hmm. um, and then a specialty truck as well. So mm-hmm. like Station Two has our rescue, Station Three has our brush truck, Station One has our, our aerial. Um, so I can get a refusal in the engine, um, because every apparatus is staffed with a paramedic and an EMT both. Mm-hmm. Our engines are, our medics are, mm-hmm. um, so we could get refusals even in the engine. Hmm. Um, so like if we show up to an NBC, there's one patient getting transported and three refusals. Right. The medic will take that, that transport, the engine guys will grab refusals. Right. Um, huh. so we work pretty well doing that. Are your refusals extensive? They're no different than they are at, you know, the, my other employment. Your, your part-time employment? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the alternative <laughs> medical resource, yes. <laughs> I, I'm the only full-time person there right now at this table, so everybody else is part-time. Uh, yeah. But yeah. yeah, because that's where it's at. 
so <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't have a problem with. Well, <laughs> let's just say, say it's easier. Lie. It's easier don't to make, make money part time there, and you don't have to put up with whatever. No, you still put up with a lot of crap, but. but yeah. It's, it's I guess I never did. <laughs> really, I think it's better than it was. Maybe that's why I have Oh, it's much better than it used I think to be. It's I, I, worked, than it was. I worked there 13 years ago, and it's a much better place now than it was. Jerry Key uh, regime. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, me and Corey didn't work there with the prior dictators. I just uh, stay away from the management and stuff, and then I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. Except that. except when you, you insert yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I remember walking past. What do you mean? When you have a beard and yeah, <laughs> last uh, uh, last shift, I remember walking past operations manager. He's looking at me, he's like, "Why are you hiring so much?" And I'm like, "I'm trying to get the fuck away from you." <laughs> he, he just laughs. <laughs> he's like, "I understand." Well, anyways, so, yeah. so on the other side of that, okay. So, do you prefer the ambulance or the engine? Well, obviously, I like fighting fires, so, yeah. you know, the engine, obviously. <laughs> <Like> Tearing <laughs> shit up. Is that even a question? <laughs> However, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still enjoy Tearing being a paramedic. Up. Right. If I didn't enjoy being a paramedic, I wouldn't work part-time as a paramedic somewhere. Right, right. Um, right. So I still enjoy the medical side of things. It's the, uh, but I like fighting fire more. Yeah, I think that's a lot of us <laughs> yeah. like fighting fire I mean, more. but, you know, I still get to show up on the engine, like on our medical runs and do some fun things. I just don't have to write the report. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, always nice. You know, like a couple nice. weeks ago, I got to do a needle decompression, and then yeah, I'm out. And you just walk away. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> make sure you document I did that. I'm out. That's kind of nice. Um, but I mean, I still enjoy being a medic. But if I have my choice, I mean, I like being the lieutenant on the engine. So I, you and I kind of talked about this already. But do you enjoy having so many other paramedic hands on scene? Oh, it's so much better. Okay, so mm-hmm. you you're not sitting there arguing with just the paramedic depends. about no. patient care. Great. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, we've got we just did a hiring not that long ago, and I actually was we have one of our new medics on my shift, and mm-hmm. I was asking him the same thing. He goes, I don't know what to do with all these people. <laughs> he was like, I literally have you know three or four guys that can do medic skills on scene. I don't know what to do yeah. with these people. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, listen, I'm just. I think I'm it's just better. Here, yeah, that's uh, as long as the person's not a jackass. Yeah. I think it's better that way. When I know, first became a medic, guys can bounce ideas off each other. When I first became a medic, I was working on Scott, and that was a cool thing. When was, was that? Uh, 2013. And uh, when he first became a medic? Team. Yeah, I became a medic in 2013. I've been a nurse a, longer. He was a tech for a long time. No, no, no. I'm not I, far behind him because I think mine was 14. So yeah. <laughs> no, I was a uh, no, I was a well, community first responder. EMR would be the equivalent in California in '88, and then uh, I became an EMT in two. Well, you've been 2000 a, a is nurse when I became an EMT, time. and then nurse first is 2010. So uh, and then medic 2013. But um, no, I went to Scott uh, for a while, worked there, and I loved the fact that when even when they only had two ambulances at the time, when we were staffing two ambulances, uh, when you show up on scene, there's always another truck showing up with you, uh, which was nice. Uh, they really don't nice. do it as much anymore, especially if you're pretty confident. But if it is an oh shit run, like a big deal run, usually everyone's coming. Someone's yeah, coming so to you help mean you. Every MVC that's ever happened in Scott, Texas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a lot of help, which is yeah. good. And you're never alone, which yeah. is good. Like, I've responded to a call that he was on on uh, Old State Road, actually, I think it was that you were on. And he was running the call. He has the patient care. Other medics can interject ideas, but for the most part, they don't like try to take over anything. They just say, hey, I got an yeah, idea. See, I and like you can either use the idea yeah. or not. 
and it's yeah. I mean it's totally I mean, a cool place to work. It's nicer Love to it. put your heads yeah. together rather yeah. than. And we've got a really good, like our staff is really well. Like we work well together. So yeah. like yeah. there's never really any arguing on scene about who wants to do what. We right. Yeah, see that, that's nice. Right. We can just right. bounce ideas yeah. off each other. And, cool. and we know there's those texts like uh like pops that we know he's not touching the patient. Yeah. So <laughs> no, <absolutely laughs> not. that's not happening. So, but like you so. know on those oh shit car wrecks mm-hmm. like. I'm gonna have four medics at least on scene. Right. More if the chiefs show up. So yeah. do okay, I gotta figure out how to word this correctly. So you're I mean, you still have texts that run. Do your texts run on the ambulances? Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah. do you, are your texts able to actually like give help with all those hands on scene? Oh Because if you've got yeah. so many ALS hands, you know, it might be a little harder for a basic oh, no, to kind of still jump right in. No, they jump okay. right in. Um, Great. For the most part, especially on my shift, I can talk a lot about because my shift I know, but like most of my texts, mm-hmm. I trust to do anything. Okay. Right. Um, like my partner in particular has been through medic school. Like he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got another tech on my shift that's currently going through medic school. Right. So um, I've got another tech on another at another station who has been a tech for you know like fifteen years. Like it's, mm-hmm. like I'm. I'm not hurting for help, and I don't. It's not. I trust those guys to do anything. Right. And and a lot of those techs, I like too. Whenever I work with them, they're not. They have no problem riding in the truck uh, if we have a BLS run, and you know, communicate with me. Of course, obviously, if things go bad, I'm going to be switching positions, hopping in the back, and really, that shouldn't have happened. I should have, you know, thought about that ahead of time. But uh, a lot of our techs that we have there at Scott will ride in the back of the truck, and we'll do. Oh, they're not scared to take a run. Yeah, which is at all. Solid. Yeah, we have a few that are old school that are like. You shouldn't be. No. <laughs> They're like, no. No. I have one that we had a BLS run, and I was like, hey, get in the back. And he's like, no. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. I guess taking it. Oh, yeah. God. So, shouldn't be scared. Did you want to roll what grinds my gears early? No. I'm like, you already got stuff in your mind? Yeah. yeah. So let's I, talk I, about I've texts had, that don't take the runs. I'm I was going to say, that was my what grinds my gears today. But now you just fucking ruined it. I'm sorry. <laughs> they were already talking no, about I it. I was talking to <laughs> Steve just... Before you guys got here, and uh, just talking, talking about you were talking crap about us man. passing the torch at medical scenes on to the next person. Yeah, what do you guys think about that so one at a time? So passing the torch, like so, uh, like for instance, our uh, chase medic handing off to another. Say in a certain area. Okay. Uh, there's no difference between really an EMR and EMT in this setting, right? In your yeah, in your they can do their primary assessments and stuff, right? But them knowing your background and they when you get there instead of them just doing it like here you go i How like things feel being about handed that? off to me I prefer well that. i don't i mean i'm not going to do anything not? different than what you're doing yeah you and how are you going to how are you going to okay, freshen up your skills if you're always passing it off on to someone else so you're okay like hypothetically speaking you're let's just say you're fire i'm an ambulance okay right. i roll up you come to me and come give me patient report. Right. I, this is the, the what we're talking about here. I'd almost rather I have so many runs no, where I'm no. the first person on scene and I get to brush those skills up all the time. So if you as as a fire side of things want to you know initiate your side of the skills before I get there and you hand off to me, okay. I don't have any problem yeah. with that. No, that's fine, but I'm just talking like I guess it's different for us, a different setting for us. I'm just talking about within your own organization. 
Oh, so like if I was to get there, so let's, another let's ambulance say, was so to let's get say to the you're airport? there as a, as a volunteer fire side of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you show up first, mm-hmm. um, or you show up second. Whoever got there first is the same skill level as you, mm-hmm. but they know what you do for a living. So they're going to be like, no, this is yours. Oh, <laughs> that's, no, 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 no. That's, no. that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. I've had that happen where Thanks for clarifying. I show up <laughs> on yeah, thank you. volunteer <laughs> calls and an EMR is taking care of the or even the EMT on the apartment and then they look to me and want to hand off to me and I'm showing up in the same red truck as them. I'm like, no, yeah. this look, is your patient. You get the report. So the I just want to know, you know, from your aspect, you're analyzing things and if they're not doing anything different or if something's going sideways, then obviously you can interject yeah. and say something. Yeah. But. I just didn't know I how you felt about someone it passing would, it on to you when it would frustrate not. me, especially if it's like if you're not doing anything different or you're not like the difference between EMR and EMT here is this is it's, yeah. it's airway is really what it is. Yeah. So if I'm not, I mean, if you're putting a cuff around their neck, then okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have a conversation like, later. I mean, yeah, I'll stop you if you're screwing something <laughs> up. Right, but, right. Like yeah. if I'm not putting an airway in, I. You're good, yeah, dude. You're, need, you're yeah. fine. And on top of that, the other side of things is with the EMR side of things, a lot of the people in our department know what we do for a living outside of our volunteer, right? right. So when we're there, like these are people who have jobs doing completely other shit. Right. And if, if you're going to be EMR or EMT for the department, it would almost be smarter for you to sit there and write the report than for me. I write report, yeah. I can pull a report out my butt, dude. I sit there and I'll write what eight nine reports in a shift if i have to so realistically speaking just to keep your skills in the way you know you can write things as clean as possible Mm -hmm. even if you are the emr on scene and i'm the emt you should probably write the report if it doesn't need me to interject right and that's that's what i was getting at and like it goes back to training too yes you lose your skills if you don't use it yes yeah i agree that's my thing you had so, me so confused at first. I was like, what the hell? Well, you know, I, my mind's a million miles an hour. You know, yeah, I know. Anyways. Now, the, the chase medic side of it. Oh, oh God, ahead. don't even get me started. Is, uh, okay, so I have a little bit of issue showing up. If I show up, chase medic's done like a whole bunch of shit to this patient. And now I'm sitting there scratching my head going, okay, you decompressed. You did this. You did that. You did that. Great. Yeah. How the fuck do I talk about this? <laughs> you know, but that's uh, so that's one of those things. But I understand with uh, the company I work for, the another ambulance fight respond company that um, maybe respond. Uh, I understand with them that my goal is to keep that chase medic in play. And if I have him hop in the ambulance, now I'm in the ambulance, he's in the ambulance, EMT's driving. Got another EMT or one of us is in the chase truck now driving, following the ambulance to the hospital. That takes that whole chase truck out of the out of the mix. When it's better to try to get that medic back in the chase truck and back to help another BLS crew that may need the help, and then I just take the patient and move on with them. Um, so I have a little bit of frustration with that, but overall, at the end of the day, the goal is to keep that chase medic in play so they can help the BLS crew that needs help, and then just allow them to take over whatever they've done, get them to the hospital, and get them treated. So, so I've kind of come to terms with that, but at first I was like, absolutely not. I'm not taking any patient, but like Steve was saying, he's working the engine. He decompresses someone. He's not riding in the truck to the hospital, and I'm going to go grab gear and now play firefighter. That would be a mess. So it's better for him to hand off to me, me take it in, deal with it uh, with the patient, and get him to the hospital and you know thank him for and the And a lot of people done. complain about that So about because what? they feel like you've dumped the report on them. That 
Yeah, and that's the thing, well, and that's the way I kind of felt at first. But now I realize the actual look. But it shouldn't be that. Again, way. it's it's one of those things. My chief, I have to put my chief hat on and look at the big picture and go, what's going to help the department as a whole? Well, keeping that chase truck in play keeps the BLS crews covered, right. so they're not alone. Because heaven forbid, I got two EMTs that have a really oh shit moment, and they have no ALS to come help them out, and that would screw my buddy. Which so we talked about before. Is yeah. Some of them need to learn how to do those. Yeah. And that's yeah. the advantage we have with having a medic on every engine is if somebody needs to ride into the hospital, we're not taking another ambulance out of service right. by giving them a medic. I can jump off the engine, yep. go ride in with it, right. and we still have our ambulances available. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So imagine imagine <laughs> working like where we work at now and we get a bunch of firefighters right to help us with the uh, chest compressions and airway and stuff. But imagine if they're all medics. It's that like, so, well, fuck. The amount of care know. that patient gets between the hospital and the call is ridiculous. And that, that happens. Honestly, I swear some patients at Scott get a whole lot of things done because yeah. we just yeah. had free time and a whole lot of medics on scene. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I was talking with the Ohio's fire chief that we have now. And he used to be fire chief in Henderson, right? Oh, mm-hmm. And uh, he would tell me about how all the ambulances in Henderson would get tied up with God knows what. And they have ALS providers through the fire department. So these ALS providers would already have a bunch of stuff set up on the patient and they'd be worth waiting 30, 40 minutes just for an ambulance to get there. Yeah. And then they would hand off. They would hand off to a to a medic. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, they would roll with like one medic for the whole city. I don't know how that happens. But if you're sitting there with three of your, you know, firefighters out from each different, you know, uh stations and whatnot you've got a whole bunch of people who are out of service right now mm-hmm. that you all your fire right. trucks are down because you know what you're sitting on scene for medicals and you're that's why i like the chase medic thing yeah. chase medic can kind of just zoom around and figure things out if they get on scene before the basic truck gets there and it's a refusal they can take it right yep. they don't have to wait for the basic oh cool disregard the basic truck if, they can go help somebody you else have a good person in that position i've also a seen some medics them. that are filling that in that are like yeah i'm not touching that yeah, just no. it's more laziness, I think, than anything. Yeah. But but I think a lot of it is too is they get burnt out when they get Correct. you know I assisted would, on a run, and then an assessment wasn't done you know correctly. Yeah. Or I used to, of course, I was an EMT at the time, but when I was a supervisor in LA and Los Angeles, I used to do that a lot, and I would take every single run I could take, and I loved it. I, I loved that role. I loved the position. Right. Uh, I felt it was a great way to keep trucks on the road uh, because they didn't have to come deal yeah, with bullshit. It all depends who's um, And board. the appropriate level, I could either call, I could call LA County Fire and be like, hey, you can just cancel your medics. We don't need them, BLS. Yeah. They, of course, still show up anyways because, you know, they're, they're paragods. That's how they are out there. But um, the, uh, what do you call it? It was great because I can get refusals. I get things done. And I would love to do that here. I, I really can't because I kind of got married to Nani over at work and I, I'm kind of stuck now. But... <laughs> Um, <laughs> at some point, maybe I'll get to do yeah. that. So, yeah. so, you know, Corey and I are on the tech side of things. Okay, so Jose and Steve are kind of on the medic side of things. And I have I have questions. So I have had two different people now go through FTO that came from Arizona. Okay, mm-hmm. and they told me how their system works, and it blew my mind a little bit. It sounds so unbelievably not helpful, but I, I want to know how you guys feel that. So they would tell me that, okay, so, you know, they worked for AMR out there. They would get dropped a run. They'd start hauling ass to the run. Well, fire in Arizona, 
dictates everything. Yes. So even LA County. Yep. They were uh, they were medics on the, you know on right. the engines and everything. They would show up. They would set the patient up. They would do this, that, and the other. They would put the patient in the truck for AMR, tell them everything they were supposed to do, and then just expect them just to transport. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about that? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I hate being told what to do, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's interesting. It's every single run is like that. So every single one of them. in Los Angeles County, the medics there they don't touch the patient pretty much without calling Rampart. I mean, well, UCLA base is actually Rampart, and if you ever watch emergency. Um, however, one county over, Kern County, the paramedics have been like much here, like Indiana, ordained by crisis to save life or death under any means. So there's no protocol at all in Kern County, one county over, which is weird because you go to LA and you're like, you can't do anything without calling the hospital. So Kern County, we transport frequently into LA hospitals. Hmm. When we transport, we call the LA hospital an MICN, mobile intensive care nurse, which if you've ever seen the very first emergency that's where mobile intensive care nurses come from is the paramedic truck would go pick up the nurse at the hospital whenever they had an ALS call go to the ALS call the nurse would tell the paramedics what to do and how to do it mm-hmm. well they Sounds do really the same confusing. thing now they yeah. call on the radio <laughs> they say hey I got it we call the radio we tell them we're transporting to your hospital and the nurse gets on and goes okay go ahead and administer two morphine do this do that do this and my medic's like yeah whatever we'll see you in five <laughs> you know, it's just so it's, yeah. it's different but now LA County they have to have permission but, um, but yeah, so LA County is, is interesting. And also fire does kind of dictate what AMR does. Like we had a person that actually had SVT one time, really rapid heart rate that requires medication uh, and possible defibrillation or electricity to stop that fast heart rate and to change it back to a normal heart rate. Well, they did that on scene. We're 40 minutes away from the hospital. They load the patient in the back of the truck and we're like, hey, he's got an IV and you guys just did this. Because well, the stuff's done, he's stable now and the IV's an existing IV, you're good to go. And we're like, we're BLS. What happens if he has chest pain again or if this starts again? He goes, I don't know. Y'all got lights. Drive faster. We're like, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, wow. that's, you know, that, that's kind of how they are there. And their charting is atrocious. Like, their charting is literally like three little lines on a thing. It's like patient looked bad, made better. I mean, that's pretty much their entire charting there for LA County Fire. Showed up, didn't die, transport. Yeah. But they're a non-suable entity. Yeah, and they're... we recovered. We were... Uh, attached to them so amr is non-suable entity in la county as well you can't sue amr so it's it's just uh, interesting how it is so, out there it's with the other side of it so being an fto on the basic end of things right so with where we're at if i'm on a basic unit and i have an fto and i'm teaching them things a lot of people forget especially when they just get to that basic side of things and they're out of fto that if that medic is so far out the chase medics say they're 20 minutes out and the hospital's five minutes from me Hoo-ha. i'm not waiting for that chase medic yeah, i'm, exactly. going to I'm gonna hospital. put them in the truck and i'm gonna go <laughs> yeah because you're gonna, as far you're as gonna as get the definitive care long before yeah. that chase medic gets there and that's, Absolutely. and that's where i was coming back to your primary assessments and stuff yeah. If you're like less than five minutes away, then just go to the hospital. So like, if the they hospital, may be assholes when you get there. I was gonna there, say hospital's gonna be pissed. I don't care. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. I was like, it's it's so, you know, when we were, you know, at the very beginning of our career on a lot of things, right? We all kind of did dumb shit. Pardon my French. We all did something kind of stupid. I can tell you lots of dumb stories that I did when as an EMT. So yeah. I learned very quickly <laughs> as an EMT. Very initially, too. So I was on Tom's rotation at night, right? And so I had a run where I had difficulty breathing. This dude was basically unconscious. And I, brand new EMT, don't 
think about, I'm just panicking, right? I don't think, put this dude in the truck and just go, okay? I waited for Tom to get there because I was freaking out. Like, I was scared right. to move this guy, right, right? Right, right, He was having a massive, massive asthma attack. Like, his eyes were, like, in the back of his head type of asthma attack. He had to give him epi, and then he yacked everywhere. But Tom, like, jumped me, basically, and was like, listen, it would have taken you half the time just to get to the hospital than it would have for me to get here and give him care. Right. So next time, you just need to put them in the truck. He's like, I know you know this. You're not stupid. But, just like, go. this is, this is you need to think about it. Don't just panic. And, you know, it, it definitely takes a minute for you to kind of get out of your head. that's about what it sounds like when Tom's yelling at you, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he doesn't really, he doesn't really get so Tom raises his voice. Yeah. No, he uh, just yeah. sits there so and makes chill. you feel really stupid. That's yeah. all. <laughs> He's yelling at you with his eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is definitely all up here. Yeah, yes. for sure. So, but, you know, at that point, it's like, okay, you, you just need to slow down for a second, right? Yeah. And I having to teach people that, not to panic, is... I think mm-hmm. one of the hardest things to try to like beat out of people. If I'm with someone new, I just throw them in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, I, I, you're, it's the best way no, to learn. No, that's the only yeah. way to do it. So like, uh, we'll, you know, with FTOs and everything, we'll run with Chase Medics and they'll be like scared to like kind of insert themselves and I'll be like, go. Like I'll tell them, hey, come over here. Come help yeah. me move them on this side or whatever. Like you show or, them what to do the first few times. We'll show up and I'll be like, all right, put a BP cuff on, pull socks, do this, do that. I'm going to go over here and get demos. Yeah. You help out the medic. I'm going to well, announce yourself first. Right? Do the other side of things. I walk in and I'm really loud. You you are loud, period. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on today? You know, I worked with, I worked with, um, I worked with uh, Lee Brown the other day, right? And... Um, Something I really appreciate about him that most people don't do is he would walk in, and every time he met a patient, he'd be like, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? People don't do that anymore. Like, that was something that we were taught. Hey, my name is such and such, and I'm going to take care of you, whatever. Yeah. He does that for every single patient, yeah, even you, if it was I, mine. You bang on the door, announce who you are, and then I hear no, my, I mean, introduce like when he, yourself. When he I hear in, my partner with that all the time. I'll go in and I'll say my name and I'll actually drive a chair. I'll be like, hey, you got a chair? Care if I have a seat? And person's like, huh, sure. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, we're going to get an honor breather on because that's the thing. I just want to slow it down a little bit because the thing is, they've been breathing. They're suddenly not going to stop like the second I'm looking at them. So might as well introduce be nice. I had an FTO that was an older guy the other day and we had to mega mover this giant, I mean, like five, 600 pound dude into his house and up onto a chair. And, um, he was taking a refusal because he didn't want to go to the hospital, of course. So he just sits on their couch and starts taking the refusal. And, like, the other crew that was there helping, you just their eyes just about popped out of their head. And I was like, he's allowed to sit. Like, I'm not yeah. going to sit, but he's allowed. Like, it's not like it's against the rules. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know? Do you have a rule with bigger people? What What about it? You know my rule. What's your rule? I always tell them if it goes to tipping, I'm getting out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I tell them that. I'm like, if we happen to fall or go any way, no, I'm I getting just, out of the way because I'm not getting hurt. I look yeah. straight at him. I'm like, listen, I'm I'm not gonna put myself in a position to hurt me because then I can't help you anymore. I always feel yep. like they're super embarrassed when the winch is going. Just <laughs> 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 He's talking about the bariatric unit. Wow. There's a winch <laughs> that pulls them backwards into the truck, and they kind of <laughs> jerk a little bit. So yeah, yeah it. I mean, it Listen, I think that the bariatric truck by itself is embarrassing. 
Mm-hmm. The bariatric but cot is embarrassing. Yeah. The whole thing is embarrassing yeah. from start to finish. Anyways. So we're just super spoiled because we've got auto loads and we don't yeah. have any of that. Yeah. 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 I haven't lived nice. in a cot in like five years. Yeah. I <laughs> well, <laughs> we're, we're all four of the ambulances have it now. Yeah. Awesome. You know, until the hydraulics stop working and Pinky and you and I got to lift a dude Sorry. on a hill all the way up into the dude, second tallest level. I drove that level. thing lopsided one time. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Our backup truck doesn't have auto load, but it will soon. And, yeah, we're, uh, always we nice. do have a new ambulance on order. So. Extra fancy. I guess yeah. my next thing is, uh, so, um, like around here, everybody knows everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you feel about, like, if you're in, on scene, even from a medic standpoint, if you're on scene and you're doing patient contact in the house and someone is in your ambulance setting stuff up for you, how do you guys feel about that? I, I mean, care. as long as you know them. I don't care if I don't know them. I don't care. If it's like some crackheads from like a gym town, I'm probably gonna be like eating them out of my ambulance. But you can set the crap up. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. No. <laughs> okay. Set up whatever so, you think I need. That's fine. Yeah. If I go back, I may use it. I may not. But yeah. If you want to set it up, if it's I'm like gummy it. bears and like fucking coke, I'm gonna be like, yeah, whatever. So see, okay. like around here, they're pretty good about that. You yeah. know, fire guys, they'll just jump on there. And, you know, if yeah. they know what they're doing, they'll set oh, stuff up. Oh, they do up, that shit on scene while I'm working with the patient. I don't care. So we're always taught. Here I'll also rob a truck blind too. Yeah. I'm like, well, my, my personal bag needs all this. And, <laughs> right, yeah, right. I'm stepping my pockets in the back of that ambulance. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> the store's oh, yeah. open. No. Yeah. I guess for a different standpoint, for instance, down where we work, is that we're always taught we we need to do everything with fire. It's just there to make initial contact, not do anything else. Like mm-hmm. help load the patient, help do this, this, and that. Yeah. But. I've been on scenes down there where they've offered. They're like, yeah. why don't you go out in the truck and do what you need to do, and we'll load them up. Yeah, McCutcheonville, and I've so. done that a lot of times, too, where I've walked up, and I literally look at the patient. I'm like, hey, can you guys get them on the cot? I'll be in the truck setting shit up. And a lot of times, I'll leave my partner, my EMT partner there to right. run that show if need be. But the fire departments where we're at, they kind of have that mentality of, hey, it's, once you're here, it's yours. But they know when it's an all-hands-on-deck, oh-shit situation. Yeah. Right. They're going to do whatever they need to do to what's best interest for the patient, which is good. I've never had the kickback of, well, we're not doing anything, we're leaving. You know, yeah. it's, I've always had that, hey, not what so you much need us to do to help kickback from you know, their like, standpoint, just from a management standpoint. Um, it's always in steel. And put in our heads that they don't do anything with the ambulance or anything with that. Yeah, we, we do do that. But my theory is this, unless they're on scene and they're doing it, if you're going to hop in the back of the truck and set my shit up, that's fine. But if not, then shut up. And, and I've never, like I said, when management shows up on my scenes, I've not really had a problem. Um, generally, I've had some pretty high-level managers show up. Um, our operations manager showed up to one of my scenes before, and I just basically told him to stand back and get out of my way. Um, and he was fine with it. Um, and he would interject some ideas, but he didn't at all try to take over. And none of the supervisors that I've ever worked with um, at AMR, just to throw it out there, or even Scott, have ever stepped on my toes or tried to even. I mean, they'll interject ideas, but they've never gotten in my way. So I've never never had a problem. You know, so. on the like on the other side, like uh, the tech side, if you're somebody that I work with on a consistent basis, and I kind of understand how you work and how you like things, mm-hmm. I'd prefer fire go in there and help you, and me go out to the truck yeah, and be the one that sets everything up because yeah. then it's set up in the exact same spot. You always know it's in. You have all the things that you know you might need because I've already thought five steps ahead of you. Yeah, I uh, like that side of things. That's what I like because to do. a lot yeah. of it is just moving the patient out of wherever they're at. I can go ahead and brain way faster in the yeah. truck and pull things out. So, like, I work up. with Harper a lot. Yeah. yeah. And when we get on scene, I just get out of the truck and go straight in. 
And then I'm just like, oh, yep, that's not me. So I'll walk back out, get the cot, let her go in, and then I'll just set stuff up in the truck. And and me and my partner do that, too. Frequently, I'll get out of the truck, she'll disappear, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll get the cot in the monitor. (laughs) So I'll drag the cot up the stairs. It's okay. Well, because everybody's different. Some people get it out and just leave it there. Some people just leave the cot in the ambulance and then walk in. You're supposed to pull the cot out and bring it as close to the door as you possibly can. But my initial that's, thought... That's, that's the rule. You're supposed to. And take Not everybody the bag does and the monitor. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. that bag's bigger than I am. So. <laughs> I call it a turtle shell. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Just walk in. Can you yeah. walk? You tip me one way with that thing on that's my back, and I'm going down. <laughs> I know. <laughs> can you walk? Yeah. yeah, I can. yeah. I Airway, think I can. breathing, can you walk to the yeah. dot? Yeah. I think I can. All right. <laughs> but it's got, like, we do enough EMS training all the time that like everybody there knows our protocols so i'm not too concerned about yeah. somebody setting up my stuff because i know they know my protocol well enough to know that they know what i'm going to need right, right. Yeah. right okay yeah. cool i i have to sit there and argue with other techs on a consistent basis about yeah. what is protocol and what isn't because i have one person in particular who likes to argue with me about them if you look at amr's protocols specifically you can see on one side where if you, if you look all the way down, it'll say EMT <laughs> or paramedic or paramedic slash EMT. Um, and people take those like extra literal and they'll start reading through them. And it's pretty obvious when it's not basic anymore. Right. Like if yeah. it says to, to, to initiate uh, IV, obviously it's not basic anymore, is it? No. Yeah, let's be honest. Who's okay. really taking time to look at the protocol book? Me. Well, the person who likes to argue with me about it. So I'm not, yeah, not going to lie. I've uh, I have never read any more protocols. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I mean, that's what I mean, you know? Just, I, I mean, have a protocol book somewhere. But, I have it you know. on my phone. <laughs> now, now, now let's say Scott's yeah. I've kind of got to look at because we're a little farther out from the hospital, and there's a lot more and shit. And our, our protocols at Scott are, so. are way out there versus yeah. what I have at yeah. I really have to look because I'm like, I could do this? What the? Yeah, like at Scott, you know, I'm doing finger norcotomies. Yeah. I'm doing field amputations. Yeah. I've got Hell chest yeah. tubes. I've yeah. got Next field amputation, oh, awesome. you call yeah. me yeah. up. I'll be up there before you get to the hospital. Doing a cardiac paracentesis. Like, we're doing all kinds of stuff. Have you done a field amputation? No. <laughs> I know. Like, listen, I'm We're all itching I'm for it, though. I'm wanting to. Yes. You're like, you know what? That finger, can I cut it off for you? Yeah. Well, we, have, we have done some pericardiocentesis, and we have done some pericardiocentesis, but we haven't got yeah. to, to amputate mm. yet. <laughs> you know, I wasn't... The first time I ever see, I've ever seen a clamshell thoracotomy, I was not prepared for it. Because, um, you know, they, they set them up for a cardiac massage, whatever. This 19-year-old got shot in the shoulder. That bullet just bounced around his chest, basically. So, you know, I'm watching Dr. Jones at Midtown just take those scissors and start cutting from armpit to armpit. And next thing I know, I can see this kid's heart. And I was just like, what am I looking at? You know, I was brand new tech, so I was just... It's not like I'm not traumatized from it. It was just like I wasn't... I didn't know that that's where we were going to. We were building up to that. Right. So, you know, just kind of sitting and watching, and you're just like, I don't know whether or not this is supposed to bother me or if I'm supposed to be like... I'm not bothered by so we, at all. we no, go to like, certain cadaver labs every year, so we get to practice these things on actual, like, bodies, which is yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, sweet. When the time comes, like, you feel pretty comfortable So, like, it. from the mortuary side of things, like, I've seen things that, you know, are not pleasant. Um, but, you know, this this guy was just walking his dog in the wrong side of town. Yeah. He wasn't, like, doing anything wrong. Poor kid. But, y- you know, part of it is just, like, you're looking at it as a sense, like, I just had this person in the back of my truck, and, like, 20 minutes ago they were alive, and right now they're dead. So it's not necessarily the fact that, like, 
you know, usually when you're in the ER, you can kind of guess where they're going with most things. Right. There's, you can, you can go, yeah. okay, they're going to do, they're probably going to tube this guy and this, that, and the other. Okay. So you're sitting there and you're kind of watching for a little bit, just cleaning up your cot. Tubing, tubing watching them cut that. from armpit to armpit was like not in the list of things <laughs> I thought they were going to do for this kid. It yeah. just wasn't. <laughs> so, you know, not necessarily like, you're not traumatized from it, but you're just like, okay, well, that was unexpected. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. kind of like. I love that stuff. So one thing we do do at the cadaver lab is like we, you know, we'll do all our skills. Mm-hmm. And then after we're done, like they've been doing, we literally will cut the body apart and start pulling every every last piece out. Wow. They're like, you know, this is what you're looking for. You know, side impact cars, you know, mm-hmm. this is the injuries you're going to be looking for. And right. Um, so it's actually been really helpful that's, for that's me. Neat. It's been awesome. Super cool. Yeah. That is yeah, super it's cool. It's better than looking at a PowerPoint. So we've been yeah, doing no that shit. about once. We've been given the opportunity out about once a quarter. So we've been sending people to Indianapolis yeah. to do that. Dude, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's awesome. That's pretty yeah. neat. Yeah. Huh. I think that'd be we're, super helpful. We're super spoiled. Like, I, I want for nothing as far as training goes at Scott. Rock on. Huh. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, do you have another topic? I just. Oh, yeah. I you don't have any. I had the. It grinds the grinds my gears. No, 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 no. I want to talk about extrication real quick. You want to talk about extrication? From a leadership standpoint. Ew, I don't have any leadership in extrication. So. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, I, I, had some EMS issues. Side, yeah, but that's about it. Not per se here, but issues lately, like I've watched online stuff. A lot, I watch a lot of like Q&A stuff mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, is seems to be people coming up into the fire service or EMS, whatever. Uh, this new generation is confused on running a scene and how to approach a scene. I just wanted your like input on like extrication to be exact. So like some Too people's mentality is is you've got patients right, mm-hmm. and instead of assessing to see if the patients are alive or you they know what kind of condition they're in, they just start you know getting tools out and stuff. You know stuff like that. How yeah. would you like approach? A scene, I mean, um, an NBC. Try before you pry. I was going to say walk up I think and it's a start, thing. start from a lieutenant yeah. side of this leadership yeah. role. Lieutenant side of it. Um, I'm going to call it, it's a training thing. You need to train your guys to know what they're doing before they start playing. Right. Um, I mean, you got to, life safety comes first, so right. start with your patient. You want to make sure they're alive. Correct. Start I've just seen patient. a lot of like Q&A stuff online where... People don't check that. They're more into the getting the stuff out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to cut things apart too. Yeah, but start with your patient. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) have a reason. You know, and a lot of the Q and A's too is like people cutting before they check and where they've run in, where they've. Well, it comes back to the three principles of the fire service: right, life, safety, incident stabilization, and proximity. Nobody's nobody's taught that anymore. Yeah, you know, because it's all everybody's just pushed through. I'm really cool. Oh, you'll learn. When you get out there, I was taught oh, extrication yeah. by Jose. So a lot of it. Oh, you were. Yeah. A lot of it's taught. You got to start at the classroom level first. Yeah. Not yeah. you know. Then you can say, oh, you'll learn. Theory. You know more as you go. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love cutting apart cars and I'll do it all day long. Right. But it starts with that incident. You know, life safety comes first. And right. You yeah. learn to check your patients and. It's same. You know, on my end, you know, you get there, you know, you got to make sure everything else is stable before. But, I mean, you go cutting and stuff. Exactly what Jose try before you pry. Oh, try to open the door yeah. first and talk to them. See if they're even able to talk to you first. Literally, right. you got to do your assessments like, first. Holy cow! Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know. I just wanted. I don't know. 
And the big thing is, is why are we cutting their car apart in the first place? We're cutting it apart to get a patient out, preferably with less damage than what they have already. Right. And to try to stabilize and fix eventually their damage that they have. So it's more of a question of why are we doing this? Because okay, you have well, to think, too, once those cutters hit that car, that car's totaled. Car, yeah. yeah, car's yeah. done. Yeah. You know, just like uh, the record companies get mad when you pop tires. Uh, we'll put the cribbing under there and pop them fucking tires. <laughs> you know, make sure it's stable. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but that's what I like to do. Well, I Pop damn them. sure don't want all those damn Prius hybrids rolling around a quarter inch and sending 2,000 bolts to one of my firefighters. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, or 20,000 bolts, where the hell it is. I don't know. So. That just seems to be the new thing. New thing yeah. with this new generation of kids yeah. is the uh, not analyzing the situation and what's going on. That's even first. still from a medical standpoint, you know. too. I have to sit yeah. there and pull back new EMTs and go, hey, whoa. Before you start jumping the gun, let's just yeah. let's just sit here and, and, and go over what we can see here and what they're telling us before we start, you know, assuming things. I'm right. not going to start talking about, oh, you know, you, you could be, you know, some, you know, at the very basis of everything, right? At a BLS run, they're going to be able to talk to you. ALS run is kind of questionable, right? So even that person that's in the vehicle, they could still be basic in nature. A lot of trauma is basic. My thing is, is, and it all is until said patient is stable and out, fire's in charge. Yeah, and, until and teaching point. I'm not touching. Yeah. I will get in the car and hold and and hold C spine until because you guys are had, done with. Yeah. We've had situations where we're actively doing things, and you know, said whatever medic EMT comes up and just starts immediately. You know, yeah, I, know. I mean, if it's like no. a stable environment. Here or not for say here or down there. Yeah. Now we we've had times where we've had someone unconscious. <laughs> and Gotta be careful. I'll get I'll get things as stable like when I was on the cuts, but I'll get things stable out pretty quick. Once they're stable, I'll be like, hey, can you guys take a look at them real quick because they don't look yeah. so good. And if they need to That's do a face to face innovation or something while we're cutting or working around them, we can do that. But because right. uh, ultimately it's for the patient. But the big thing, like teaching moment here, is your first on scene. I don't care what blue or brown canary is already on there. Those mm -hmm. guys don't know shit about stabilizing a car or even doing something like checking to make sure it's not in gear. So if you're the first ambulance or EMS person on scene, make sure the car's not in gear, make sure a parking brake's set, and make sure the car's turned off. off. Yeah. Uh, even if it's electric. And then throw those fucking keys in the bushes away from the car because a lot of those cars nowadays, like my Jeep is uh, push to start. If the fob is anywhere near it, by the way, cool story, but I'll tell you this in a <laughs> uh, the, co the the fob is right next to the car. It's gonna you hit that button. It's gonna start. Um, the cool story is we had a person in a left turn lane at uh, Epworth and Lloyd uh, sitting in his uh, nice uh, what was it? It was a Challenger, uh, one of those Challenger Red Cats or whatever Red Eyes or whatever they are. Red really cat. nice Challenger. <laughs> Never heard well, of that. Okay. The girlfriend's in the passenger seat. Guess what? New boyfriend pulls up the car next to her. She grabs the keys, turns the car off, hops in his car, and drives off. <laughs> now, come, and at the time I was working as a, as a deputy as a reserve sheriff officer so here I'm trying to write the incident report on this thing trying not to die laughing we're waiting for our tow truck I felt bad for this guy he's like I have keys at home so I'm good but right now I don't have any keys car won't start so, so yeah the other thing too is that a lot of people like the we were just talking in the spring I'm planning on buying a new car the car that I want will start from my phone I can start it from my phone. So oh my there's that, too. I was going to say, I mean, it, it, I want a car that's got a lot of electric features to you it. You still got so. the old square by? Yeah. Yeah. 
I do. That's all you need. <laughs> but there my GMC that's sitting out in the driveway, it like it'll start from my phone. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, my old yeah. that's wild. Bit, bit, the old GMC pickup. No. <laughs> it's lucky if it starts with the key. Yeah. I was gonna say you might have to smack that one around a little bit. But I mean, you know, with the way technology's going. The other thing too is that these newer people don't grasp that like, hey, you know, if you start cutting apart a car and there's wires Maybe yeah. you should pay attention to what that's those the other, wires are. That's the other thing, yeah. too. Holy yeah. cow. Don't, don't cut pull the batteries. Batteries. You know, Pull the battery wires off. Yeah. If, if you can find the battery. If you can if find you the can battery. Find yeah. battery. Yeah. But some of them yeah. have secondary system, auxiliary right. systems, too. Yeah. yeah. That's what sucks. Well, that and Especially so, the hybrids. You know, uh, where me and Jose are at, we've got uh, Genesis tools. They're battery-operated. So, like, you send one wrong bolt through we've that got, metal piece. Ours metal is the same thing. We've got battery-operated Maltrip stuff. Yeah. Like, they're not ported to anything. Nope. But you right. send one wrong volt. Great tools, by the way. Yeah, they're, they're great. But if you're sending a current through that, it's just going to stop oh, working. No. Not good. It's, you're you're, you're going to stop working, too. You're going to fry that motherboard. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I'm God. like, there's a, there's a, uh, is it, I don't know if you call it a motherboard. There's a big old chip inside those things. And if you get hit by a current, that thing's just fried. Oh, it's yeah. just done. And at that point, you're looking at replacing the whole they're not cheap. interior of it. And they're, I mean, the Genesis ones are sealed. I imagine those are sealed, yeah, they too. They are, too. Yeah, so, like, you, you fry that thing, and they got to pull that whole thing apart. Yeah. And there's only specific. You have to send it back to the manufacturer for them to pull it apart. Yeah. Because there's not a service technician for that. Some some of the uh, some of those programs, though, will have a, um, a uh, kind of a borrow, like a tool you can borrow where that tool is out. Yeah. But that depends on a lot of different factors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But no, I mean, like, ours are... When we were going through uh, our test out for it, it was like, you have... <coughs> we had cars to clip apart and everything, and it wasn't exactly like... We didn't have electric cars. We were running off of whatever the junkyard gave us, and a lot of those are lemons, you know? Yeah. So, but, you know, our proctor's like, so what if there's these wires here and these wires here? And I was like, I'm not touching them. <laughs> but, you know, like all the other guys that aren't really paying attention are like, who cares? Just start clipping it. Well, I was like, ah, uh, no. Those are your old school guys. They don't pay attention. Yeah. yeah they don't want to learn but, anything. And a lot of them don't wear gear either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that old school mentality. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because we're clipping apart cars and they don't even have their visor down or anything. They got their helmet on and their, and their pants, but no jacket, no gloves. Yeah, and I'm like, that's, no, they weren't taught nope. that stuff back then. Yeah, yeah. it was just so. something else. Yeah, I, uh, I frequently used to run to house fires with just boots, a coat, and a helmet on. And yeah, that was right. back in the day I mean, when you would just gasp yeah. near the floor, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, and then afterwards you'd light a Find cigarette a up to clear the airway out. <laughs> Find a so, window. Yeah. Terrible. Tall boots, right. long coats. Yep. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, you, you've been telling me about, you and Jillian both told me about old days where they just run in and gasp along the floor and like yeah, hold their breath the for us. window. Yeah, find yeah, yeah. but yeah. I'm the, saying like well, the SCPAs are used for water recovery. That's because so. stuff burned different back then. Yeah. It did. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah. A lot of cooler fires not nearly as hot. There's a lot of synthetic shit yeah. now. Like yeah. everything's plastic. Yeah. Everything yeah. everything is plastic now. Yeah. 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 Oh no. But, yeah. I don't want that shit in my lungs. Just ignore that. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Right um, in the back. Go ahead. Yeah. So we'll just talk about ammo a little bit. Why? Do you guys have a certain truck you like? 
A specific truck? <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. So I, never, I agree with you, Kaylee. Have you, yeah. have you guys been in the one with teeth marks in it? Huh? Yeah, yeah, what? the one it's all around the steering wheel. The steering wheel, wheel has like bites marks. of it taken out of it. No. Somebody got. Yeah. I joke with Matt Cole. And, and in the hungry. seat. Wow. In the seat? Yeah. Oh. The listen. same truck. I'm sorry. <laughs> listen. Um, I was, I was, I was supervisor for the night one day, and I gave somebody keys, not realizing that they already had keys to a different truck that they were assigned, but they wanted right. the other one I was gonna give them. So I gave them keys, and they didn't tell me, of course. They go out in this truck, and they come back. And the next day, I get a phone call from our admin soup, and he's like, hey, uh, what happened with the trucks? And so I told him, I said, well, we couldn't find the keys to the other one, and so I gave them keys to this one. And he was like, well, they already had keys to the other one, and they just didn't tell you about it. And I was like, oh, well, that's not cool. He's like, yeah, so why is there blood all over the floor behind that truck? I was like, there's blood all over the floor? Jesus. Yeah, like I mean, like splattered. Like someone took a sheet and went like this, and it just went literally everywhere. Wow. I was like, okay, I have no idea, but I'll I'll come clean it up because I feel responsible for it, right? So I come, and I'm talking to him, and he's like, yeah. So we started like looking through the truck just to see if we could figure out like if there was more. Yeah. So the front driver's side seat, the whole side of it's just been picked apart, and it wasn't like that beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And. The person who was in that truck, I now think is responsible for doing it to all the trucks um, because it's the same side of the seat yeah. in all of them. So I still don't know where the blood came from. I have no idea. That's, yeah. But it's now all, I just it's a don't. lack of pride in your equipment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I just don't trust people. <laughs> That's the thing. That I like the mods, but it seems like a lot of those are getting, I don't know. If people are abusing them, I think they should be put in the old I was stuff. in a truck yesterday that had 18,000 miles on it, and I, I would swear to God that truck was falling off its frame. Yeah. Every every little bump made some kind of weird noise in that truck. I'm yeah. like, it's not that old. No. Well, and so, like, when Jillian and I got the truck that we had, it is, like, the longest street truck that they have and the tallest so Jose comes and works with me, and me and Jillian are like super clean people in the truck. Yeah, we so fucking know. It was spotless. So yeah. And they're super fucking tiny. Too. You're in my so truck. You're in my truck. Yeah, but you okay. get you, Steve. You <laughs> I'm can, not going to try. Stand up in the back of my truck or yeah. in the back of that truck. Yeah, not you truck I, I think you and I worked in it one. Yeah, day. I like that. Yeah. One, yeah. I love that truck, and I'd, now it's going out to just about everybody, and yeah. I'm big sad. I don't know, I know if it's just not going to be nice. People anymore. just get bored, or if they just like tearing shit up. I mean. I will I say, know. so the advantage we have is, like, every crew has the same truck every day. So, like, they our take guys take in pride it. in their truck. Yeah. Right, yeah. They know that they're going to be in it. They're going to be in it. And yeah. At well, AMR, you never know which truck you're in so every day. It's, so it's, it's even worse now. So, I mean, okay, listen. I like the way that we're doing things now. When we show up, we have three start times now. Yesterday and was my first experience with it. I'm not a fan, but that's just me. I like it because mm -hmm. I, I don't work with the same person every day. On top of that, like, there's no, like... There's very little like expectations because of the fact that you come from working with somebody different all the time. Also, it means that like if say you wanted to come in and work with me specifically, right? You could. You could mm -hmm. just sign up for that shift, come in and work with me. And no one's complaining about it because I don't have a partner that you're taking me away from, Correct. right? So like if anybody's upset, it's kind of I their also own feel like it's dodgeball problem. though. Like literally like dodgeball. I'm just picking my team for the day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I but I I kind of like that. That and I kind of like 
I kind of like the idea that we're getting a different truck every day, but the thought process is that the supervisor is supposed to go in behind us and check to make sure that all the trucks are clean. And I'm not certain that that's happened yet. Are there, <laughs> are there, are there like SSTs? There no, are, there's only one we, right now. There's only one. No, there's two. <coughs> they just hired the second one then. No. They oh. Just, they just hired a they third one. I know who you're talking about. Ryan, Logan, and then they just hired one other person. But in December, Ryan will be a, a tech. So we will be yeah, losing. That's awesome. Yeah, he'll be a tech. Way. I'm very excited. It took yeah. a lot of convincing. Anyway, well, back, back to the Steve's comment about dodgeball. I like the idea. I'm going to walk into the ranch and throw a wrench at someone. Like, you take a wrench, you can take a ball. Let's get in the truck. Right. <laughs> you take a wrench, you can open up with me for 13 hours. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. But, but also, like, it means that, like, okay, say such and such calls in and. You know, it kind of throws the day plan off. You come in and you're not just like, oh, I'm sitting down here with nobody. It's like, okay, well, this person's going to be a chase medic now, and this person's going to be picking whatever partner they want, and them two can kind of converse among themselves, like who wants to be chased and who doesn't, right? And then they can pick whatever partner, and then from there, all the basics can kind of just group right. with each other. I feel so like that would get annoying, though, on a medic's end. You, you give me chase medic, I'm taking it. Because you, you know, get used to it. You get used to some one person. You know, and how they do things. Sort of, but the know. thing is, is that That's how we're I supposed to be malleable. I just like to work with. Uh, I also don't know three quarters of the employees there anymore, so yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's well, a lot of I'm not picking them because I don't know them. Yeah, well, that's what I'm getting at is when you're working together and then you're just kind of like sitting there. Yeah. You know, yeah. for instance, let's say I never met Steve before. Mm -hmm. You know, we picks me to work with yeah. him or whatever because I'm just the last pick or whatever. Yeah. And then we're going Couldn't on. Take a wrench. Yeah, we're going on. <laughs> we're going on some major scenes and stuff. And I don't know how Steve does things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then so I'm just doing my old thing because I'm used to how the previous person I've always been with does things. To me, on like a medic side, that would just get old. Well, I tell you her know. EMT if you grab a blood pressure cuff and you wrap a blood pressure cuff around the patient while the medic walks in the room and is asking questions. I don't know. Just involved. from like your guys' standpoint. Because I, I, I have some techs that you know I trust to draw up my meds and whatever. Right. And I, I have others I, that don't yeah. touch my shit. Well, and that's, yeah. that's, what I, that's what I mean <laughs> is, you know, from like your guys' standpoint, you know, someone, you know, that's used to you and how you do things versus someone that's all constantly asking, what do you want me to do? I, what do you I think there's certain medics out there, um, you may know one, that uh, would call in sick if her partner called in, um, or not show up to work, or whatever. Uh, so that's there's some that I said are very, very much you know yeah. do not like change, and yeah, that's like me. There too. I'm completely mal. I don't care. I don't care what uh, who I'm working with, what I'm working with. Ten fifty one. Sounds like we need to segue into some other uh, topics. Nah, you're good. Uh, He's like, no, we're just gonna roll. Yeah, we're good. We're just going with it. Uh, Sorry, Sam. What about your well, grind your gears? You can do that real quick. You got what? I got 10 minutes. Okay, do your grinding gears. M what grinds my gears? We normally have more time. So. It irks me yeah, because when basics time. are on ALS trucks and get mad about taking basic runs. This was your grind the last time. No, it wasn't. It was someone's. The last time? No, it wasn't. I think that, it was mine. No, mine. It may, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But that's what's grinded me this week. We were talking about it spe yeah, specifically. You're a basic on, like, on an ALS truck. You're not in... Advanced like life-saving. What, what I'm saying is, they get mad that they get dropped like alpha level yeah. runs, which is like lower acuity runs, and then they call the supervisor and they complain about it and try to get themselves off. Oh, of that, it. yeah, the that's my is, favorite. When we're going on, it's that specifically runs, when people they call. Yeah. Why are we going on this? Yeah. When they call, yeah. it's it's when they call and complain about it. 
my thing is is that they pay you to be here and those are the type of runs that you take as a basic level care provider just so because you're on an ALS vet doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you're special no offense you're not <laughs> you're and you know they'll get they'll get I remember talking to somebody specific who got mad that a basic specific or pacific specific okay uh, they got mad that a chase truck and, and a chase medic took a ALS run and they got dropped on an alpha hmm and it See, was like my my grind my gears of state kind of on the same lines, but kind of opposite is medics that have to take ALS runs complain about it. I'm like, well, you went to medic school. But that's why, why you, you went to medic school. school. You, yeah. you literally went to school to do this yeah. job. I don't know why you're complaining about having to take yeah. an ALS run. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> or, or like it's a you know an ALS run, but it's a run that they don't want to do. Yeah. For instance, let's say difficulty breathing. You know, I don't why am I going choice. on this? Yeah. Yeah. You literally went to school to get your medics, yeah. so why are you complaining yeah. about having to take an ALS? The just other the title. side of it is, like, is, you know, there's there's a set of protocols, and after a certain point, like, Corey and I can't take it anymore. Even mm-hmm. if they're not symptomatic or anything, I still, if their heart rate's <coughs> 140, I can't take it. Yeah. yeah. But I, it doesn't matter if they're symptomatic or not. Like, I can't take it. you so got to put a four lead on them at least. Correct. That's what you yeah. have to do. I, I'm not sitting here telling you I can't take it because I don't want it. I'm sitting here telling you I can't take it because I literally cannot take the run. Like, it's because out of my protocols. The doctor who writes our protocols had said, you will take this run. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. The, the medic will take the run. But like we had talked about on the way here, I don't care if it's a freaking wheelchair van. I'll go drive a wheelchair van and move wheelchair people all day long as a medic. Do you want to pay me for it? No problem. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm here to do I'm going to use it. I don't care. Yeah, well, right. I'm here to do runs. Yeah, and uh, it and, just it bothers me, especially yeah. when, okay, so... It sucks to get kind of pounded every day, but if you have a day where like you get a lot of runs and you get backed up on reports, even just on a basic truck, yeah, it's not yeah, fun. But I'm not complaining about it. Mm-hmm. I have days where I sit and I do nothing. Okay, it's it's a give and a take. Like I'm not gonna complain about taking no, five or six runs myself. Yeah, it's I don't okay. I will say our operations manager has clarified, and maybe he needs to say this to more of the medics, but the reality is that we're there to take runs as medics. We're not there to be in the front seat and driving the vehicle at all. And that means any and all runs actually are our responsibility for our operations manager. It's nice that our EMTs do take BLS runs, but really, according to the operations manager, they don't have to take those BLS runs. Oh, that's good So. Well, and that's, that's not taking for, anything today. Yeah. Well, I'm just telling you, that's for the well, that's another thing, too. Because that's what he pays medics for, because his goal would be a dual medic system, where it wouldn't matter if the EMTs took right. one, because there wouldn't be any. So it's one of those, um, if we take if the the tech feels comfortable taking the run, great. If they don't feel comfortable for whatever reason, I don't have a question. If my tech is telling me they're not comfortable with the run, there's something about that run that they may see that I don't see. And now when I'm on the back of the truck, I may never see it between right. the hospital and there. And I may just take it in BLS, or now I'm like, oh shit, they're right. Maybe I should be back here. You well, know, that's what grinds me is when medics. Know. And I've some had medics one. take literally everything. Yeah, and I've had it's one like, that literally. I'm not was, here to just drive. Oh no, my my techs. I, I <laughs> you have a set of skills. I want yeah. you to use them. Absolutely, but yeah. I have a tech that we're in the back, and she out of nowhere just decided to check this person's blood sugar. Just she had it. She had a. In the person didn't know their di- didn't say they're diabetic, but when she typed the name in our computer system, it came up history of diabetes. So she's like, "Yeah, I'll check the person. They're a little sleepy, so I'll check them." She texts, "It's 30. and we're literally a block. We're like on the same street she of the can, hospital, a block from the hospital. I'm she like, she can fix that herself in our protocols now. Yeah, but mm-hmm. she couldn't because this person wasn't able to swallow very well. Uh, I'll give her that. Which okay. she could maintain her airway, but I know swallowing is one of those. Ah, eh, probably should intubate kind of things. But she was maintaining her airway. She was sitting upright. She was doing fine. 
but she was a little sleepy. And I'm like, eh, maybe she's sleepy from drugs. Who knows, whatever. We thought maybe she had something else on board. Well, then we went ahead and uh, she, you know, says, hey, her blood sugar is 30. Actually, she asked me, she goes, what's the normal blood sugar? Are you serious? I'm like, she asked me that, and I'm like, I know where she's going with this. I immediately turned the lights on, shut, pull over right in the middle of freaking the street, block like an <laughs> intersection, don't uh, care, get out, hopping back. And my partner's like, I'm like, what is it? And she's like, it's 30. I'm like, yeah, go ahead and hop up front. I got this. And it's I knew what she was asking. She wasn't asking me because she didn't know. She knew. She just wanted to ask me in a way that didn't alarm me as quickly as any other way. Like, hey, her blood sugar is low. Um, and I'm like, hey, it doesn't bother me either way. I don't care. She goes, well, I couldn't think of a way to ask you without like freaking you out. And I'm like, I'm not going to freak out. It happens. I go, good job checking the blood sugar, Stop. by the way. And yeah, yeah we went in and gave D5, and she was 140 by the time we got a block away to the hospital, which was great. Um, but that's one thing I like about the unit I work with is that she is able to think her way through things and able to go, you know, this needs a higher level. Uh, but she's very comfortable taking some runs that, you know, are kind of on that border of ALS versus BLS. She's pretty, pretty comfortable taking them. Listen, right. uh, so, I, I, and she it, uses her skills. I can well. basic that run until it's yeah. not basic anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I'll let you know if it's not basic. I'll be like, eh, oh, yeah. yeah, we should probably yeah. stop, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, if they're but, but I come to work to take runs. Like that's yeah. literally what I come to work for. Like yeah. I don't care to sit and write reports. Like I don't want to. And I hate writing reports, but I'll do it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's part Medi- of what you get medians paid for. grind my gears too. Yeah. Who? Medians. Oh, medians. <laughs> Why is that? Jump them. No, no I did. You're freaking I, high. I did. <laughs> now I, it's like they're really I didn't tall get in now. The medic got in trouble. <laughs> but oh. we were going to a stroke call, and it was on Green River there, mm-hmm. and so I took the oncoming traffic lane because it was clear and then some idiot decided to not make it clear uh. and the median's right there like that mm-hmm. yeah and i didn't hit it hard i went over it slow yeah and uh and the camera went off mm-hmm. and you went over it hard enough then oh yeah i did it threw everything in the back and then actually god damn is <laughs> You know, but it'd be different if it's something else, you know. But it was especially fresh. Yeah, let's stop she making got, medium so got tall, ripped. guys. She got ripped. Oh. First yeah. name's goddamn. No. Oh. Uh, I guess because that was my last shift and I wasn't there for a week. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. So they had to rehearse it. You. Wonderful. I'll take the median. I don't care. I'm Anything that grinds sit there your gears, Steve. Yeah, he just said it. I think it's just the fact of. People getting a medic cert and not wanting to actually do the job. Right. They just want the title. They just yeah. yeah and the pay. It's, a, the it's a lot of work to get that title. Like use it. Yeah. No kidding. Jose. As a medic, I could do some cool shit. Do yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. I think Jose has anything that grinds his gears. No, no, not right now. Well, I, I really don't. Um, he's had, a good, he's had a good couple weeks, guys. Yeah. He's not upset about anything. Next time, next time yeah, we'll get a couple. Of, beach, I'm good. Get a couple <laughs> of push lights in us. Yeah. Ramble. Push lights. Yeah. But uh, we'll come with some topics. Anyways, next we'll time. do the song. Song. Oh portion. yeah. Does anybody have a song? I know Steve. Fucking. Waiting on the world to change by John Meyer. What is it? John Waiting Mayer? on the world to change. Waiting. John Mayer. Yeah. Yep. World to change. Okay, I'll get those added today too for everybody. There, there are some people that do listen to the playlist of what's on there. Do We're building it. It's Good. just getting slow. Uh, we got booked up. I can always go with some Little Wayne Drop the World. <laughs> there like, you honestly, go. that's, oh, that's like it's a good go-three song. World. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is uh, <coughs> Play With Fire by Sam Tynes. 
and yacht money. Play with fire. Yeah. Okay. I'll get the water. I felt like this was a... Okay, gotcha. I felt like this was a good, uh, quick episode. Oh, absolutely. Again, sorry, everybody. EMS world's crazy. Any closing thoughts? It's nice to have Steve on here real quick. Hopefully, you can come yeah. back when it's uh, yeah. a little more in yeah. depth. I'll definitely come back. Yeah. And come a little, back little, and little bit better, maybe. We work like a few hours. So, it looks like the next one I got is 6 to 15. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so that's the everybody, I'll get this posted. Symposium, by the way, so no oh, okay. fear. So everybody, have a good one, and yeah, yeah, yeah y'all yeah. be be safe. Twenty second.